Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Up next, Out Loud, with John O'Caldwell, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. It has just been confirmed that the President of the United States, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, has on numerous occasions used the N-word. I am not joking. I am not kidding. The President of the United States of America's son, Hunter Biden, has used the N-word casually numerous times. A word that has the ugliest history in our country. A word that slave masters used while they were beating slaves to death. A word that slave masters used when they lynched people, hung them from a tree, is one that casually comes out of the mouth of the president of the United States' son, Hunter Biden. What's even more interesting is the fact that his father has used it in Congress. Meanwhile, we're led to believe that Joe Biden is supposed to be the uniter of this country. He's supposed to quash all the race issues we have and bring us together, especially after what happened with George Floyd. I don't believe one bit of it. I do not believe that Joe Biden's son just recently started using it. I believe that he's been using it, and I believe that he probably heard it from his father to begin with. When I look at the policies in which Joe Biden has provided to this country, things that have become law, his his stance on segregation, racial jungles, as he said, he didn't want his kids growing up in a racial jungle. When I think about his stance with the 94 crime bill, creating it, imprisoning hundreds of thousands of African-Americans, impacting millions of families, millions of families impacted I am not surprised that Joe Biden's son would get caught using this ugly language. But my question is this. I don't expect anything to change with Joe Biden. I don't expect anything to change with Joe Biden's son. But will African-Americans, black voters, view Joe Biden's son and him differently? If we were to find out that Joe Biden uses the word frequently and there was evidence provided, would they view him differently? Or will they continue to support his administration?
That's the question that everyone should be asking right now, because when Trump said things that were racially insensitive and he has said things that were racially insensitive, folks were up in arms. And in some cases, rightfully so. This should never, ever, ever be acceptable. And the fact that we may not even see any outrage from the media, those on the left tells the whole story. That when it comes to racial reconciliation for so many, it's a talking point. It's a cold word not to actually get anything changed in this country, but to use it as a farce to get more black people voting for Democrats. And this is only Gianno Caldwell's opinion. Black lives don't matter to Democrats. Black votes do. And seeing things like this coming from the Biden family as a clear and unacceptable example of it. Welcome back to Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell. Well, folks, you just heard my monologue on Hunter Biden, and you can tell that I'm quite fired up. I'm pissed off, to be honest with you. I'm just extraordinarily disappointed with what I see as media malpractice for not covering a story that deserves attention. And the president of the United States' son, especially who the president is called uh, the smartest person he knows and someone he takes advice from on policy issues as well as I can imagine. But I am honored to have a discussion with a man that uh, really needs no introduction. You know him as a Super Bowl champion. You also know him as a, a congressman. And he, he just actually really recently became a congressman. His name is Congressman Burgess Owens. And I'm telling you, folks, he's a rock star, superstar right out of Utah. And I am so honored to have him here. And I'm honored to call him a, a friend and, and a, a new mentor to me. So I want to welcome Congressman Burgess Owen. Thank you for joining Not Loud with Gianno Caldwell. Thank you, my friend. So so good talking with you. And uh, and I'm looking forward to this uh, these, these topics we're going to be going through the next few minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, last time I saw you, we had some really good conversation. We had lunch in Washington, D.C., and uh, thank you for accepting my invitation to join the show. So, as you know, I opened up the show talking about the Hunter Biden story. I'm sure you've read about it, and I know that you've tweeted about it as well. The president's son used the N-word repeatedly in several texts in conversation with his white lawyer. Some of these texts were also lewd and just plain bizarre. Before getting into the media angle of the story, what was your personal reaction when you heard about it, especially as a black man who was raised in the South during Jim Crow? Well, I, I, I think the uh, uh, the response of all of us, anyone who uh, who understands the the environment we're in today and sensitive to it, uh, uh, it, it, it it it's obviously upsetting, uh, but it's not surprising. And, and I'll tell you why. Uh, and this this goes, I think, more to the, the the crickets we're hearing from the media. I think that's really what we need to look at. As we talk about things like systemic racism, let, let's really peel back this a little bit. I uh, I grew up in the Deep South, and at 16 years old, I kind of recognized uh, there are two types of races. Uh, one is the one that's in your face. Uh, of course, being down south, uh, we dealt with them all the time. The good thing about the the one in your face, you know what to how to prepare yourself. You you know not to trust. You know to, uh, to be ready to fight when you have to. But the one that's the most dangerous one is the one that uh, smiles in your face, uh, gives you a big hug, um, and, and does everything to, uh, oh, and just pulls you in real close, tells you how much they love you, and then at the very end, make sure you know that, uh, that you're inferior and that they are superior. 
Uh, that's the worst kind because it, 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 the, the trust factor is what allows you to believe that they have your best interest in mind. We're seeing a media now <clears throat> that uh, uh, that is nothing but full of racists. Uh, nothing, I, should, I should say this too, racists and, and black elitists. Uh, we have the NAACP, we have the Black Caucus. Uh, there's silence, of course, on this because their 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 end game is not so much to pull to point out these people that are not not um, uh, supporting our race or or uh, doing those things that help our race move forward. It's all, all about agenda power, and and we're seeing that as we speak. So, um, and, and just I just want to add one little thing to to kind of point this out. Uh, we have uh, uh, last week there was a. a a, a, a big report that came out about the NFL. I don't know how many of you guys have heard this one, but NFL was paying black players less in compensation for brain injuries than white players. And the reason they did that, because they call it race norm, they they, they come up with an uh, algorithm in which black people are less intelligent. So therefore, uh, they get the same injury, we get paid less than they do. Now, I, I understand where, we, where we're going with this. This is the kind of stuff that I, I, I grew up in. Uh, it's the kind of stuff I came into the NFL back in 1973 with, when you actually have uh, no no uh, leadership positions, quarterbacks, centers, middle linebackers. These all were white leadership positions. We're now doing the same thing in, 19, in 2021 when NFL, in which uh, the intelligence of the black race is, is, is baked in that we are less so. Uh, <clears throat> So the broader picture is, why are we not talking about Hunter? Why are we not talking about the NFL? Why are we not talking about uh, all the things that, 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 that we end up finding on the far left that becomes very obvious? Uh, 2020, when, when all these black businesses were being burned down in every urban city and all these black people being killed, uh, there is something that we have to understand. That there is systemic racism that's always on the other side. It's always on the party that looks down on our race uh, that does not expect good things from us, that it's okay if we have high, high crime, high, um, uh, high un- illiteracy, high un- uh, unemployment. That never seems to be the issue because it's always the white man's problem. And, and so what, I, what I'm hoping that, that your audience will, will, will see, it's not just about Hunter. Um, uh, it's about the entire process of the message we're getting from the, from the, from the far left. And uh, if we understand that and recognize that they're just not our friends, uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, my, my, my white uh, American friends out there, uh, we're all any of all of us in the same same uh, same place when it comes down to the far left. When you're dealing with elitists, uh, it is a um, equal opportunity uh, uh, provider. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are, what color you are. Uh, elitists love power and they'll use anybody, anything to get there. So we just have to be aware of that and, and understand that's what the problem is. So, so in terms of Hunter, uh, he's got some big problems. So is our president. Uh, it's become very obvious uh, that it's, there's a consistency here. And not only we're going to continue to find out more about uh, uh, this, this fella, but we're going to find a consistent uh, process in which we'll never get the truth when we need to hear it so we can make the decisions we need to, we need to make. You know, it, it what's interesting to me, because you, you mentioned a media angle and you mentioned CBC and uh, NAACP, uh, CNN, New York Times, we haven't heard anything, Washington Post, we haven't heard anything. Just a handful of outlets really picked up this story. And what's so disgusting to me is 
The media has been all over race-based stories. They've written stories about a 15-year-old girl, I believe it was, that used the N-word. And I think her uh, she had an application for college or something other that was rejected because of the story that have come out. They've talked about the N-word with non, about non-political figures. If Don Jr., I mean, obviously, no, everyone knows if it was any of the Trump kids that use it, we would have wall-to-wall coverage. Donald Trump said in a campaign rally, he said, look, my African-American over there, my African-American, you're a powerful person, my African-American. And, you know, to paraphrase, that's exactly what he said, my African-American over there. Wall-to-wall coverage. Hunter Biden, nothing. And what pisses me off even more, and I'm going to tell you, uh, Congressman, can I call you Doc? Because that's what I've been calling you, Yes, please do. (laughs) Doc, I'm going to tell you, what pisses me off even more is whenever there was a race story that came out about Trump, or any Republican. I had people, friends, people that I know call me, text me. You got to say something about this. You got to speak out about this. You got to da 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 da. You know what those people are now? Silent. They don't have no speaking out. I look on their, their social media pages, no comments. I've called some of them and they said, well, what relevance does this really have? He's not the president. Well, you've talked about other members of the Republican Party that wasn't the president or elected who have said things. Now, I see what it's been. Race is and racism isn't an issue to be solved. It's an issue to benefit from for those many of those on the left. And I don't want to generalize everyone because there are some people who are really fighting for justice. I get that. But a lot of them, the majority from what I can see, the vocal majority, that's what I'll say. The vocal majority are all about benefiting from racism to point at the other side versus solving it or calling it out wherever it lies. And I think it's a problem for um, for for our community, for the black community, it's a problem because now Democrats realize because you won't get upset, you won't talk about it, you won't uh, be vocal about it. They see really we don't need to do anything to get your vote, but to call the other side racist, and we got you. What do you make of this double standard? Well, first of all, we should be surprised. Uh, we, we, what we have to do, and, and this is really what it comes down. I have to understand uh, who it is that we're working with or working against. Or who's who it is that we're that's trying to undermine the um, the fabric of who we are. See, it's the fabric of America is one in which we literally every generation become better looking at each other from inside out versus outside in. The fabric is our Judeo-Christian values, which says no matter what faith you worship, you're welcome here. But because we worship have a faith, a faith in God, then we 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 do our best to be blessed by Him by treating other people right. Now, if you take that out of the equation. Uh, which is what the, the hard left has done. And you have to understand what we're dealing with here. Uh, we're dealing with people who do not believe in God, do not believe in the family unit, um, and um, uh, and also capitalism, a free market, is is taboo. Uh, the idea of having uh, a self-sufficiency, having the empowerment of, of, of ownership, that is so against the other side that we're dealing with. So if we begin with that premise, that we're dealing with an ideology <clears throat> And that ideology is almost like a, a, a spiritual a religion of its own. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's the question you have to ask, and this is, I just heard this the other day, uh, you know, the question is, do you believe in God? And if you believe in God, and, you, and as long as you do, and you know that you're not him, then we have something we can talk about. We have a side of, uh, of, this, of this process here that truly does want to undermine who we are. And the, 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 the most powerful thing that we the people do is we talk. We, 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 we look for harmony. We look for ways that we can find common interests. 
We look at a football game, a basketball, in which we can we can forget our division, our differences, our politics, and come together and root for our team and be friends. Uh, so those things, those common bonds that, that makes our country what it is, God, family, country, uh, entertainment, uh, or, or sports, which we seem to feel, feel as a team, that's what's made, that has made us great. And that's why whenever you have things like a 9-11 or, or Pearl Harbor, you find America's coming together like nothing else in the, in the world. We, we come together, we bond, and boy, there's no more, nothing more powerful than that. The, the left wants to destroy that. So don't, don't look for logic. Uh, and I guess that's my point. Don't look for logic when we have conversations about the hard left. There's no shame, number one. When there's no God, there's no shame. They'll do whatever they feel they have to do to win, and they don't care who who pays the price for them, as long as they're not paying the price. They'll use and abuse anyone and everything. And so that's what we're seeing now. Um, uh, they're, they're going to, uh, uh, you know, they look so hard to find ways to make white people feel guilty and black people feel angry. And we have to get past this and recognize who we are. I'll say this. One of the great things about uh, this 2020, it, as tough as it was, and, and many of us lost good friends, uh, you know, jobs will become an issue. You have so many children now that have lost a whole year. Uh, it, it was an attack on our system. But that, that has allowed us also to pull back the curtains and start having conversations. It's going to be really important for us. So uh, we're now waking up. We're now realizing that our freedoms are so, so, um, gosh, uh, uh, vulnerable. We, we just can't take for granted. When all of a sudden wake up, can't go to school, can't, can't go to church, uh, can't open your business, then we can have a conversation and bring us together. So keep that in mind. And we, and we continue to have these issues with race and race is going to be pushed up. Keep that in mind. It's illogical. And let's move forward and do something else. Absolutely. Talk about another conversation. And before we move on, I just want to remind our audience of things that Republicans have experienced uh, and when it comes to people making comments, whether they be insensitive or just racist. I want to remind folks of Steve King, who was a Republican congressman from Iowa in January 2019. He said the following line in an interview with The New York Times, white nationalists, white supremacists, Western civilization. How did that language become offensive? Republicans across the board immediately rebuked him, removed King from his committee assignments and basically made him a pariah. And then King lost re-election in 2020. And just this year, GOP leaders immediately and forcefully condemned Congressman Margie Taylor Greene for comparing COVID-related rules to the Holocaust. But the Democrats have done nothing to condemn, let alone punish uh, Congressman Omar for routinely making anti-Semitic comments. She's still on the House Foreign Affairs Committee despite spreading misinformation and demonizing our closest ally, Israel. And obviously, they've been solid on President Biden's son using the N-word. It seems that racism and bigotry are exposed to the light. Republicans condemn it right away and Democrats don't. We're talking to Congressman Burgess Owens from the great state of Utah. we got so much more with the congressman right after this break. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. 
That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Why did you decide to run for Congress? You... You know, you're you're a superhero to so many people. You you talk about you winning, uh, uh, you you worked in the NFL, very successful there, a champion there. You've um, obviously written books, done quite well in, in that arena as well. And you came into a space where people were really gonna begin to hate you. There's a shift that takes place when you're a love, a beloved figure. You think about somebody like Ben Carson, who was really loved in the black community. I remember going up in elementary school and seeing his picture with Oprah Winfrey and many others. Your picture may actually have been up there as well as great black folks. But as soon as uh, you you saw uh, him switch, not even switch gears, who, who, who really talked about his faith, who talked about the fact that he was a Republican, he got hated. So why would you... Why would you do something like that? Like, you know, you had a great life before. Why join public service? Well, uh, because I've always I had a vision. I've had a, a mission and I've had that mission since I was uh, uh, since, gosh, since I was very young. Uh, I was very, very fortunate to have been raised at a time when when uh, my community really believed in and uh, their mission is being their children living better than they did. Their mission was uh, the idea that they were going to command respect just by winning and, and showing that they can they can compete in any arena. Uh, and and I, we can spend time talking about that, but if you just go back to war, uh, the uh, Martin Luther King marches, notice that they're wearing white shirts, dark ties, sometimes dress, dress shoes, because they wanted to give the impression of a very professional, uh, committed, disciplined, principled, articulate race 
because at that time uh, we were looked at as uh, beneath the white race, uh, very inferior. So when I came to the NFL, my mission, because I was raised in this community, and I, I talked to my dad all the time, who was, who was a great mentor, and trying to find out what kind of ways to help young people, is I had the same dream. I had this dream of coming out of the NFL, building a business, and some kind of way turning, helping my race, the kids and young people, to have the same. Well, uh, well, I, 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 I did. Uh, but then when I when I end up, uh, uh, you know, finally getting to where I had a, a, a non for profit work with, with at risk kids, I realized if we don't change policies that um, the kids don't have a chance. So that's what I end up doing is, is uh, I, I, had, I had that moment. I realized that in order to make the difference with these at risk kids, uh, boys and girls coming out of the juvenile system, giving them a second chance. And I realized if, if, if I didn't do something with policies, that it would not change. So I, I had a friend of mine who asked me to seriously consider it. And I finally did. And I realized that this might be an opportunity to do so. So, um, uh, and, and, and to the point of, of, of being disliked, I think when you, if you understand, if you're going to make a difference in life, uh, that's, that's the price. Um, anytime that you're going to make this country great, make your family great, stand up for your community, stand up for what's right, there are going to people come after you. That is the way it works. It's good and it's evil. And the other side doesn't like to see good moving forward. So uh, I'll say I'll say this, Big G. Uh, I'll say the same thing for you, man. I know I know for you, <laughs> I know for you, uh, it could be so much easier just to go out there and and live your life and and uh, do things that are kind of not too controversial, and you'll still succeed. But but you would not feel good about yourself because you know there's something more in there that you got to do. So I'm hoping that Americans across our country. And this is every color and background. Let's remember, uh, and if you've not been taught your history, find a way to learn the great history we have and, and be part moving forward of, of making sure our country comes together. We're at a remarkable place now. And those of us who stand strong, history is going to look back and say this was the generation that did what they had to do. They were the, they were the kids that were running the beaches uh, in World War II. Uh, they were the firemen that ran into the buildings of 9-11. Uh, they, and that's kind of what we have to look at ourselves. This is our moment to save our nation, but we can only do that by standing up and fighting against the bullies and the cowards, because that's what the left are. They're bullies and cowards. And if you let them run, run shot over you, they will take advantage of you. They will never, ever stop. They will just find another way to, to command you do what they want to do. And we need to, we need to push back on that. Absolutely. And that, and that's a good segue. I want to shift topics with you and discuss a story that's been in the news, as you know, President Biden put, well, let me say, President Kamala Harris, as Joe Biden sometimes call her, uh, <laughs> President Biden put Vice President Kamala Harris in charge of handling the border. And Harris just went on her first foreign trip as VP to Mexico and Guatemala. By all accounts, the trip was a disaster. According to reports, allies of Biden and even some people close to Harris think it went horribly. And she was totally unprepared for basic questions. How do you assess Kamala Harris' job as VP so far, especially in the handling handling of the of the border crisis? But I want to point a clarification in terms of her being unprepared for basic questions. She did a um, an interview with NBC, and she couldn't explain why she hasn't been to the actual border border to see what's going on and see the crisis that's taking place. And she said. Well, I haven't been to Europe either. But what, what does that have to do with anything? So it was it, she fumbled the ball on the interview. She 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 really lost out before her 
her peers in other countries because um, I think it was the president of Guatemala who said that the crisis at the border is the fault of Joe Biden. So, you know, they're telling on him. What, what do you, how do you assess her job uh, thus far? They're lost in space. Um, they, they really, they're showing that um, they're, they're, they're lightweights. Uh, and it's sad to see this. It really is for a country as strong as our, as our country is, that is in, in a position of always been the leaders. And we've had presidents who uh, you know, have come and gone, some are good and bad, but not, none of the presidents and vice presidents have been clueless. And that's what we have right now. We see the, the, the first six months of this year, you're talking about turning around a, a society to where more and more people are in misery. Uh, and we see inflation. Uh, that, and and, and for, for young people like yourself, inflation has always been so small, so minute, so slow, that you don't quite get it until maybe, you know, five, 10 years later. We're seeing this within six months. Uh, we're seeing a border in which it's truly open. <clears throat> um, uh, it, it, it is, uh, I just came back from uh, the, the Darien Gap last week. Uh, and that's, that's, that's the, the place now between Panama and, and Colombia. Uh, it's, it's where uh, uh, people coming from all around the world, 60 countries are coming to this gap. And they're coming all from all around the world. It's a very dangerous gap, by the way. It's the most dangerous jungle in the world and people are dying going in and coming out um and they're being they're, they're wounded they're dying as it is amazing they're being robbed the women are being abused but they're coming through because they get this built welcome sign and they feel they can live the american dream because we have a president who has no clue about the misery and of, and the, the consequences of his words so so this is going to continue because at the end of the day the far left has a mission the mission is to push so many people into our country that we don't recognize who we are. So many people who come here do not know our, our language, do not know our culture, uh, have no idea what the American dream, what American loving our country even. They come here because they can get some, they get a, 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 a good life. We have a government that's going to give them everything. And that's not what's built our country. Uh, our country is built on pioneers, on, on, uh, on risk takers, on people building a bigger dream and so proud to be Americans that they would change their name and speak only English because they want to be assimilated to the American way. <clears throat> That's not what we're seeing happening here because the left would do anything they can to get power and to change us from the country that believes in God, country, family, respect for women and authority. That's who we are, by the way. They want to change that to something that's exactly the opposite. We hate, we disrespect, we don't think a family is what it's supposed to be. We have no God in our, in our lives because they are God. They, they, want to be, they want to be in control of everything. That's what they want. And we've seen it before. Cuba, um, Nazi Germany, China, um, um, any place that, that we've had uh, totalitarianism is what they're trying to get to. And they're not, they're not going to get there because American people are waking up. And I just have so much faith in who we are. And who's backing us up? And we're going to make the, you know we get we we're get we're going to get control of this country and then go in the right direction for sure. And and getting the control of this country uh, encompasses, I think, all voices at the table, especially when you think about congressional uh, congressional organizations like the Congressional Black Caucus, which uh, is a group that's supposed to be nonpartisan. It's mostly made up of Democrats since the 1970s. Only a few Republicans have been a part of it. You, you're obviously one a hand. What maybe is like three Republicans now in Congress? Uh, you, Byron Donalds, uh, and then Tim Scott. Yes, right? Is that's that right. Right. So it's, it's only it's only three of y'all now. Recently, uh, Congressman Byron Donalds he 
was looking to get into the Congressional Black Caucus and he's been denied. I want to play this clip and get your response to it, but I want to set it up for the audience here. This clip is uh, Congressman Donald's on South, uh, CNN, and they just play a collage of statements made by Trump. They get his response and asking, why does he want to join the Black Caucus after having supported Donald Trump? Take a listen to his, his response. Uh, first of all, whatever the president said in the past, it's nothing to do with this discussion at all. I think well, you've, defend, you've defended a, you've defended uh, please him. don't cut me off. I didn't I have not cut you off in this interview. Please do not do that to me. Thank you. As a black man in America, I'm allowed to have my own thoughts on who I choose to support and who I choose not to support. I think that it's important whether you're talking about the Congressional Black Caucus or the Florida State Legislative Black Caucus or the National Caucus of State Black Legislators, organizations I have been a part of in the past. My support of President Trump has been consistent, but at the same time, I've had the ability to advocate for uh, issues, ideas, proposals, and funding that have helped the black community in my state. You're talking to somebody who my first three years in college was at Florida A&M and HBCU. So whether my support, my support for President Trump, uh, whether it's for or against, is irrelevant. That has nothing to do with this discussion. This is whether the uh, ideology of somebody who is conservative is welcome in the Congressional Black Caucus. It's really that simple. And so to bring up President Trump and try to make this about him does not matter. It's irrelevant. It has nothing to do with the situation at hand. What did you think of what Congressman uh, Donalds just had to say about that? Uh, well, I, I think I think that uh, he was spot on. Here's what uh, I, I, I want everybody to remember when it comes down to the hard left. We talked about earlier who the true races are in our country. You see, they expect black people to think exactly the same way because we're black. Uh, we, they think that we think with our, our skin. And if we don't say the right thing, they're upset, they're frustrated and they wonder what in the world are we thinking about? We must be crazy. <clears throat> Well, Byron, by the way, is one of the sharpest young men I've had a chance to meet. I've been so proud to serve with him. He will bring, uh, he will bring to any organization a perspective, an intelligence, uh, a way of finding solutions. But what we're seeing here is a black caucus that does not care, does not care at all about solutions. Uh, understand that in every single uh, community that's, that's, that is going through misery, black community, who's in charge of that community? Where's the, the biggest illiteracy? The biggest crime, the the, the, the destruction of the family, um, the, ang the the anger that that takes people to the streets is always in the same people. It's the same folks, the same the same in areas, and and the, and the same same places that have been run by the the congressional black caucus. I give Byron a lot of credit because uh, I, I had not I had not myself wanted to be part of the organization because I, I I don't see that we have a lot in common. My goal is to make sure that every community no matter what color it is, is surviving, moving forward, particularly, particularly because I'm a black American. I want black Americans to feel and know that the American dream is here for them, too. And I'm realizing that every single place that uh, that these uh, that this this caucus oversees this misery. So uh, so I, I think there's a couple of things there. you see that. And, and here the, the condescending attitude of these uh, these white liberals is amazing. Here's a congressman and she can't help herself by disrespecting him the way in the tone that she gives to, to talk to this guy, to talk to Byron. Why? Because in their mind, this is not a true black American and he does not deserve their respect because he's not acting like black people should be acting. So there's a couple things that unfold in this. <laughs> Keep this in mind whenever you, you, you hear these people talk uh, to conservative black people and there's the other side of it. And I, I'll say this, one of the worst things that I think has happened 
to us, uh, and I, when I grew up in my community, that was a remarkably successful community in the 60s. Uh, let me just say this real quickly. Led our country in the growth of middle class, middle, uh, men matriculated from college, men committed to marriage over 7%, and the percentage of entrepreneurs. That was the community I grew up in. And what turned us upside down was not white supremacy. It was black elitists. Elitists that cared more about their power, their positions, uh, their fame, they care about their about the community, and they put, they just like a matadors, they open the gates and let these folks come in and destroy our community, and they're trying to do the same thing today. So uh, I, I, I want my friends out there to recognize uh, we should not be, we should not turn against each other. We might not agree on everything, but we have the same end game, which is to make sure our kids have a remarkable future and that the, the, the opportunities for life lives in pursuit of happiness for everyone. No matter what side of the aisle we're on, we agree on that. Recognize there are people that do not want that to happen, and they are our true enemy. Uh, and, and so just, just, let's make sure we're talking, my friends, and, and, and agreeing or disagree. We do that, and believe me, we get a lot further, and we'll understand again who our true enemy is, and that's who that those are the people who want to destroy everything we believe in. Before we move on, let's take a quick break. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. And I want to ask you about sports. You obviously played in the NFL for 10 years. You're a Super Bowl champion. Sports are traditionally patriotic and all about hard work and a meritocracy. But now professional sports leagues are becoming increasingly woke. They're promoting Black Lives Matter. They're talking about laws that are being proposed. Uh, what do you make of the NBA, NFL, and other sports leagues becoming increasingly politica- political and left-wing? I think the arrogance, they should pay a price. They're arrogant. There, there was a time when, when woke companies 
who cared about all of their customers more than they cared about jumping into this political arena. Uh, what we're seeing now uh, is the, the results of having a terrible educational system that teaches our young people to grow up and be socialists. And uh, they're now in charge. So they don't care about the 74 million other people that did not vote for Biden. They care about their agenda. They care about, uh, again, the, the whole left agenda, which many of us are against. So I had a football game in two years, and I won't. Uh, I'm, I'm a person who believes in being principled. Let's give some things up. And when it comes down to the free market, we give things up by not paying for their services. And at some point, uh, they will get it. <clears throat> uh, uh, and and I, 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 so I, I think that's, that's important to keep, that, to keep in mind. Uh, we right now, as I mentioned before, we're fighting for the heart and soul of our nation. We want a place in which our kids grow up looking at each other the way my kids were raised. It does not care about the color or the religion or the culture. You care more about the fact that there's somebody that you, that you have the same um, basic uh, beliefs in terms of content, uh, helping people, uh, accepting people who they are. Those are things we look for. <clears throat> and, and, and we cannot allow for our kids to grow up in an environment that's teaching them to hate other people based on their skin color. Uh, and I just want to make this one point. I, I grew up in that, that environment uh, in which I, I never, and when I was in high school, did not develop any white friends because we were getting through just the, that, that first integration period and just, just trying to get an idea who we were. And, and today, decades later, when I run into some of my, my colleagues from that era, we, we talk about how we just, we're so sorry we missed that opportunity to spend time together, to date, to, to hang out, to have fun, because we were just trying to get through that era. We were, the, we were the generation that sacrificed a lot of friendships so we can get to the point now where none of that, none of that stuff should matter. Let's not, let's not be the, the, the people that look back and our kids say, I sure wish I had not gone through that era where I was taught to, to hate people because now I regret it. We cannot let the, our, our children say that one day. So let's, uh, let's not let that happen. Absolutely. And I want to um, get in your if you tell people about your book and if you have any legislation coming up that folks at home should be aware about, uh, we, we would love to hear it. First of all, I, I had a couple books. Uh, the last one was Why I Stand from uh, Freedom to, to Feel Killing Freedoms of Socialism. My first one was um, um, uh, the first one was Liberalism. Or how to turn good men into whiners, winnings, and wimps. Uh, great, great, great history about our, about our, uh, uh, my race, about our great country. But I, the, the most important thing right now is that uh, those are listening. Let's make sure we learn our, our, our great history. That's what it comes down to. Now, right now, I'm on the uh, judiciary and the ranking. Uh, I'm a ranking member for uh, K, uh, for ed education, labor, uh, K, uh, K through pre K through twelve. And we're putting together legislation to make sure education is a as a, an option for everyone. That choice should be out there big time. So just keep in mind, keep that up as we, we move forward. Uh, I would say this. The goal is to make sure that the Republican Party is in charge in 2022. If we allow that to happen, we're going to find policies that going to allow us, our kids to have options uh, for businesses to start running again. Some black businesses out there can, can get back on track to become part of the American dream. And we're going to have rule and all, uh, a rule, rule of law where you build a business, you raise your family, and you walk out your house and you feel safe. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. We need to get back to basics. We do that. And uh, America just wins. And we do that to, to, make the, to, to, to make that point for sure. Thank you, Congressman, for spending time with me here on Ally with Gianno Caldwell. And we want to be sure to support your book. 
uh, I think that you're an outstanding standard bearer for what uh, folks can aspire to. So we appreciate your service and sacrifice. Uh, a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl champ that uh, <laughs> went ten years. That's a that, that's a long time. But thank you so much for all that you do for our country. Well, thank you. And, and let me just say this: I have been so impressed. I, I I know that our future is in good hands. We have strong, solid conservatives like yourself that stand for the right and, and articulate yourself. And this is a team effort. Uh, it's all we do. Uh, we all do our part. So I'm, I'm thankful that I'm in, in the position I am. But I'm also thankful for friends like you that give us a voice, a platform to, to have these kind of conversations. And for people across the board, doesn't matter what our party is, is to have common sense conversations where we can come together and realize we need to really work together, harmonize again to, to keep our country going strong. So thank you, Big G. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. And I I think that was an incredible point that you made, having a platform to speak up, because not everything goes right within the party will certainly call out if it if it if things aren't going in the right direction. And uh, absolutely, that's the point. We can have conversation dialogue and it's not going to be like on the other side where they just let stories like the Hunter Biden in store in word story just go to go to the wayside because he's a Democrat. We're going to call it out if necessary and we're going to keep moving forward to ensure our party. Um, has earned the respect of all Americans. So I, I appreciate that. And thank you so, so much for your time, Congressman Burgess Owings. All the best. I want to thank Congressman Burgess Owings for a great interview. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review and rate us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions for me, please email me at outloudagingrich360.com and I'll try to answer them in our future episodes. And please sign up for my monthly newsletter at gingrich360.com slash outloud. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Parlor at Gianno Caldwell. If you're interested in learning more about my story, please pick up a copy of my best-selling book titled Taken for Granted, How Conservatism Can Win Back the Americans That Liberalism Failed. Special thanks to our producer, John Cassio. Researcher Aaron Klingman and executive producers Debbie Myers and speaker New Gingrich, all part of the Gingrich 360 network. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.